Welcome to Healing the Spirit, a space where we awaken our creativity, deepen our connections, and remember who we are through the lens of astrology, archetypes, and art making. I'm your host, Jonathan Coe. Hello everyone, welcome to Healing the Spirit and welcome to this episode. So I'm going to be sharing with you some of my contemplations and some of my reflections on the week of September 18th, 2023. And before we begin, I invite you to co-create a space with me where you get to listen to your heart. So in whatever ways feel accessible, in whatever ways feel right to you at this moment, I invite you to begin placing your attention, your awareness in your heart space. Maybe that means putting your hand on your heart, or maybe that simply means dropping your awareness, maybe from other parts of your body, maybe from your head, from your face, from your eyes, down into your heart. And just give yourself a little bit of extra spaciousness as you drop into this physical heart or this energetic heart. I also like to breathe into this part of my body And ask your heart if there's anything that your heart wants to be sharing with you at this moment. Very often, we walk around with a big head, a big mind, and we don't always spend a lot of time in the space. To me, the frequency of the heart is a little different than the frequency of the mind. One way that I like to describe it is that it's a little less HD. (laughs) When I tune into my heart, it's almost like I'm watching this older movie that has this touch of um, haziness to it. And I think so often in the culture that we live in, we don't always trust the haziness of it, right? But something I've been considering a lot is, am I not trusting that heart because it's inherently not trustworthy? Or is it simply that I don't spend a lot of time there? And so I'm maybe still learning the language of this heart, right? So as you continue to listen to some of my contemplations, I invite you to continue dropping into your heart in whatever ways feel right and available and accessible to you. Um, yeah, and just 
feel into what surfaces, what emerges as you give your heart a chance to talk to you. So this week on Tuesday, the 19th, um, the Sun in Virgo will oppose Neptune, which is currently retrograde in Pisces. On Thursday, the 21st, Sun in Virgo will try in Pluto, which is currently retrograde in Capricorn. And on Saturday, the 23rd, Sun will enter Libra. And so, as you can see, this is a week where we are centered on the Sun, right? The Sun itself being the central organizing principle of our lived experience, right? The Sun being the center of our solar system, and there's a there's a highlight there's a um orientation towards the solar for this coming week and it's also worth mentioning that um as you can probably conclude this is um the week where we're going to be wrapping up concluding virgo season right and so this practice of really tuning into the heart was coming forward pretty strongly for me as I was feeling into this week. If I have to summarize the energy or what the energy of the week feels like to me, it really feels like this combination of Eight of Pentacles and a Strength card in the Tarot, right? There's this energy of wrapping up some unfinished business in the last few days of the Virgo season. And that is not an invitation for urgency. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It's an invitation for decisiveness. Um, the Sun, Trine Pluto specifically, to me, feels like a reminder to get very clear with our values about what is important to us and what is not, what we're bringing forward and what we're not bringing forward right? There may be patterns that you've been holding, whether within yourself or relationally, or even how you relate to the collective, that you have a lot of clarity around not bringing forward at this moment. And so, to me, the last few days of Virgo season is about getting a lot of clarity around whether our actions and where we put our energy towards on an external level, are they reflecting um, our heart's desires? You know, we are moving into Libra season and Libra is um, a sign that's ruled by Venus, right? And so we are returning to a way of being with the heart that is perhaps a little different than how Taurus was, right? Um, but... Yeah, I think that with Virgo season um, and the last few days of Virgo season, it's not just kind of this heads down, get to work energy, right? There's support here for us to illuminate places where we may resist doing certain kinds of work or we may resist getting into a certain kind of relational agreement because the truth is, that maybe it's actually never really meant for us to consider. So I think this is a bit of a plot twist, right? I don't know about you, but when I look at myself, oftentimes when I 
um, consider the things that I haven't really gotten to, there can be this energy of punishment a little bit, right? Or this energy of like, oh, you got to manage your time better in order to get those things done. But to me, the last few days of Virgo season feels more like, and maybe some of you can relate with this, um, or relate to this, where, you know, right before you go on vacation, what tends to happen if you are like me, or what, the, okay, I'm just going to speak for myself. What tends to happen for me, you know, a few days before I leave for some sort of vacation or some break, right, is suddenly my to-do list grew by like five times, right? Um, I tend to love doing my work. And so when I am looking at the next two weeks and I'm not going to be doing any work, there can be this tendency to want to complete all of the work um, before I go on vacation, right? Which means that if before I had five things on my to-do list, now I have like 15, right? And this end of the Virgo season kind of feels like that to me. But what I'm offering for us to consider is what if we look at those 15, 15 things that are on our list, right? And we get very honest about what am I really supposed to be working on? What really matters to me? And to trust that all the other things that don't really matter are just supposed to go back into the void, right? Um, so let me give you another silly example. Um, so consider the possibility that maybe you're an artist, right? Maybe you're a musician, maybe you're a dancer, and you have a friend who's starting a company, and you really love this friend, you really ha love hanging out with them, you just think they're the best, you know? And then they're like, hey, do you want to work for my company, right? Do you want to do this office job? You may find yourself kind of engaging in this internal dialogue in your head, right? wow, I can use some of that extra cash. You know, the work doesn't sound super hard. I love everybody that I've met so far that are going to be working in my friend's company, right? This should be a no-brainer. And yet, maybe you keep putting it off. There's just something within you that doesn't want to think about it. You keep putting it off over and over again. Sometimes we really need help. We really need a little bit of extra push when we find ourselves continuing to procrastinate, right? And maybe to even look at our patterns of avoidance. You know, sometimes we avoid things, right? Um, there are maybe some internal, more deeply seated complexes. Now, other times, there's actually deeper intelligence to when we put things off, right? On a body level, there's a possibility that maybe we're just really not resonating with the thing right? In this example, you're an artist, you're a musician, you're a dancer. You're not really built to sit in front of a computer and work a corporate job from eight to five, right? No matter how cool the company is or how much you love the mission, you're simply not built for that. That's not really your mission in life. You know, maybe you're really meant to choreograph this beautiful dance, right, inspired by the falling leaves, or maybe you're supposed to create this musical composition about your last breakup, whatever it is, right? Um, 
but you're not really supposed to be working that job. And so this division between your knowing on a deeper level and your brain rationalizing why you should be doing something that isn't really yours to be working on may come up this week. The key here, I think, is to really get clear about the evidence, right? If you've been dragging your feet for weeks, when your brain keeps coming up with reasons about why this is such a great opportunity, you should be doing it, you may want to at least consider the possibility that this opportunity, this question, this task isn't even yours to deal with in the first place, right? We are here on earth to do some things and to not do other things, right? The body is kind of the ultimate limiter here. Consider the possibility that maybe if something is so far off your radar that you don't even have what it takes to care about this, that maybe you're not supposed to, you know? And then I think this is where that bridge, right, between Virgo and Libra is really interesting because then there is this whole question, right, about how do we communicate this with um, our friend, you know, that we really care about, right, which I think is more solidly in the Libra realm of things. But getting internal clarity, right, doing the work to really come to um, the realization of what matters to you and what doesn't matter to you, what you're here, the questions you're here to answer and the questions you're not here to answer. These things to me are Virgo things, right? There's something about um, even just thinking about the energy of the Eight of Pentacles, right? The Eight of Pentacles in the Rider Waite Smith showed this um, person who is diligently working on their craft, right? And if you're diligently working on maybe let's say your your craft is creating sculptures, right? If you are diligently creating a sculpture, that means that you're not creating a painting, right? If you want to achieve the level of fluency, if you want to achieve the level of deep relationship with a particular craft, sometimes it means that you have to say no. You have to let go of the other things that may be interesting, maybe giving you joy, but ultimately doesn't give you that longer, deeper sense, longer term, deeper sense of satisfaction, right? That you're craving for from your creative work, from your relationship, from your life. And so, as I mentioned, right, like in my own life, I see this a lot, you know, um, as a Virgo rising, I make lists and uh, listicles here and there, and they're everywhere, right? They're on my phone, they're on my desk, etc., cetera, uh, on my fridge. And, and my awareness of the intensity of my listicles is often most heightened when I'm in a period of pivoting. So maybe, as I mentioned before, like before I travel, right? Or maybe before I... Um, am moving from one project to another. I often become aware of like how big my lists have gotten and how much I've been brain dumping all these things that I need to do. And I think that's really part of my process, right? There's something about really allowing myself to allow this, um, all of the things that I think I need to do to get 
out, right? Like outside of my brain into a piece of paper, into my Notion document, into Google Keep or whatever, right? That helps me feel less cluttered internally, right? And yet it's one thing to be really considering cleaning that list from the perspective of doing all of the things that I thought I needed to do, right? Um, versus just letting the thing be outside of my brain, right? And when I get confused is often when I look back. When I look back at the things that are on my list, I can fall into this illusion of, oh, I really need to do all of these things. My list is so large, right? But actually, when I really tune into my heart and I really allow myself to be very honest, right, about... Um, do I really want to do all of this, all of these things, right? And often the answer, I think, is not really. <laughs> um, when I anchor into my deeper sense of purpose, into what am I really here to do? What am I really here to serve, right? And I get pretty lean and mean about whether the items on my list serve those deeper purpose, the list can easily get reduced by at least 70%, right? If I had 10 items on that list, maybe the ones that really survive, that really, really matter to me is 30%, right? And I think this is deep Virgo work. That level of self-honesty, right, is not just coming from within, but it's also some sort of like mental clarity, right? You can only really do the eight of pentacles work if you get yourself into a space where you're strong enough, courageous enough to connect with your heart because your heart is likely going to share with you the language of what it is that really matters to you, what it is that really calls to your um, being at this moment, right? So I invite you to begin with a little bit of intention, right, in your heart to get really, really honest about what's here for you to work on and what's not. The sun in Virgo opposing Neptune, to me, this is such a helpful transit to clearing illusions, right, about what we need to get involved with. Neptune is associated and um, has an affinity to dreams, to aspirations, to the sense of merging, right, with the all and with the beyond, and maybe even places where we've unconsciously become addicted to something, become reliant on something to the point of not having full clarity about healthy boundaries, right? So Sun and Virgo opposing Neptune may really expose places or you are supported to, to, um, move along, flow with this transit to notice the places where um, you have illusions about what you need to get involved with, right? That some things may feel really interesting, right? On an imaginal level, on a spirit level. But if you really, really check in with your body, if you really, really check in with your desires, you may find that there's not a lot of juice there. You know, um, maybe you feel like, oh, I just always love hanging out with this person, right? We always have the best time and we've been um, working together, you know, or um, we've been exploring what it might be like for us to be in a romantic relationship together. But 
um, if something doesn't fully click there on a deeper whole body, whole being level, then it's okay to kind of put things aside, right? It's okay to not continue to uh, beat it and try to get an answer about like, why is this not working, right? Sometimes it's just timing. Sometimes it's really just not meant to be. And sun trining Pluto to me is also a great a great opportunity to consider where we might unconsciously believe that we would be not okay without this thing, right? That we think we need to um, we need to be with, you know. And I think specifically Pluto in Capricorn has a lot to do with aspirations, has a lot to do with these bigger goals, right? That we may be holding, and that we may have been holding for a really long time. That have felt almost, you know, that their desires or or dreams that are so deep that it almost feels like it becomes the rhythm, the template to everything that we do, right? That which we uh, organize our whole existence around. But I think with the sun trining Pluto, there's opportunities for us to really soberly see where it's no longer in alignment with us. It's no longer in affinity even with us, right? We don't really like this anymore. So why why force it, you know? Um, so yeah, I hope that some of these contemplations are helpful for you in considering these last few days of Virgo season. I know that for a lot of people, this is also this can feel like a pretty busy time, like a lot may be on your plate, right? And so I hope that that really helps in clarifying um, your direction and um, on a very practical level to just clear up some of, um, some of the shoulds, right, that may be still hanging around um, in your energetic field. Okay, thank you so much for your attention, for your presence. Um, I hope you found this contemplation useful. And until next time we meet again, I am sending you so much love, so much care, and um, so much gentleness. I look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Thank you.